Thanks, podcast. Everyone keep trying to... You've got to listen to... Po- I don't like the podcast. I like a bit of music. Just 10% of people think about creating. Of that 10% who think about creating, 10% actually do it. Of that 10% who create, 10% keep going. Just keep going. Hey, how are things? This is Mark here, and welcome back to the Clockwork Junkie podcast. This is episode 240. Thank you for tuning in, and as always, you are genuinely more than welcome. This is a solo podcast with yours truly. Before I start, it's like Disneyland outside. There's angle grinders going off. Every car that has ever been made in the history of mankind seems to be driving past my window. There's kids out playing over in the park. Um, Because I have a full-time job, which I will discuss later on in this podcast, this is the only time I can record it. And as I endeavour to get one out every Monday, this is the only time I'm free. So if there is noise in the background, I apologise in advance but i'm not jesus christ and i can't stop everybody from moving and make a noise although if they had any cop on they would do <clears throat> only joking a little bit first and foremost well done to katrina nolan kat nolan for her podcast last week where she came on to discuss being diagnosed with adhd in her 40s but it's interesting that people are being diagnosed as adults now but what i found fascinating was that that meant that she and countless thousands others were misdiagnosed all through their lives to put on different tablets for other mental health issues which kind of numbed the way they felt and it wasn't helping them so i know that i got a good response from that podcast i know a lot of people sent messages saying thank you for doing a podcast about adhd particularly with an adult i know a cat got a lot of communication as well and i know she's helping people um, since the podcast come out, came out, uh, even now, and she will do in the future. And fair play to her. I want to say thanks for coming on, for bearing your soul. I know it's not easy. Um, thankfully, she trusts me to let her get her side across, and I think we've done that. Um, I haven't got any bad comments on that podcast. I normally get one or two bad comments on every podcast, so thank you for your support. Next week, I can tell you, um, Siobhan Mungavin will be on. She reached out through LinkedIn to say she would like to be a guest on the podcast and I had a little look. Talk about an inspiration, talk about an inspiring person. Um, she was born with spina bifida. That's probably the least of her problems if you want to say it that way. But to talk to her you wouldn't think she had anything ever wrong with her. What a class human being. Um, extremely inspirational. That's out next week. <clears throat> I've already recorded that podcast but I just haven't edited it yet because I'm working all the time. But what I will do is play you a small little clip from that podcast now. I'm sure if you're on radio stations and you're chatting away and the conversation will pretty much go like this. But I know my listeners want me to ask you questions. They want to find out. Let this be an education. Let this be. So I have a question. It's probably a little bit insensitive. If you don't want to answer it, I'm sure for meeting you, you will anyways. But in terms of, so a person without spina bifida is born. And they have the same chance as anyone else have been hit by a car or anything happened at all. But in general, there's a life expectancy. Does that change with spina bifida or has that nothing got to do with it at all? I ask because I do not know. It's an extremely good question to ask. Demind sensitive, it's an extremely good question to ask. And a very powerful question because um, I'm, I firmly, one million percent believe I'm on borrowed time. And that's not to be morbid. How long have you felt like that? I have felt that since the age of probably 
So that's coming next Monday. Every podcast is released at 6am and they're all on audio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you can listen to a podcast on audio. What are we talking about on this podcast? I have so many different things I want to talk about. It was just to narrow it down to a few. So look, we'll start, I suppose, with the President of the United States visited Ireland over the last couple of days. It made a big splash. It was on all the news channels um both in ireland and abroad and he met all the dignitaries all our and i'm doing it quotes here all our leaders and it all went really well everyone was happy yada 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 as you can probably guess i don't want to talk about that but what i do want to talk about is this there was a clip on the rt news of Hall martin and president joe biden standing at a kind of a pier looking into the water and Joe Biden was talking and Michal Martin was like an absolute fucking clown listening to him. The second the president started to talk, he was smiling because he wanted that if the president was saying something funny, he wanted to show that I'm, you know, welcoming, I'm reciprocating your, your whimsical chat and I'm smiling at you. If the president kind of put a stern face on Michal Martin matched that stern face like he wasn't being his own man he was just an absolute lapdog like it's the greatest definition of a lapdog that I've ever seen in my life every single time Joe Biden spoke Michal Martin who was beside him this is only a four or five minute clip it's on YouTube you can see it smiling like a Cheshire cat or a man with no testicles it was so embarrassing it was unbelievable be your own man do your own thing. You can be welcoming. You can talk to him. Just be yourself. <clears throat> now, you might say, well, what was he supposed to do? I can tell you exactly what he was supposed to do because the following fucking day, President Joe Biden met the President of Ireland, that man, Michael D. Higgins. Michael D. Higgins wasn't smiling every time he was talking. He was patting his dog on the head. He turned around to take a slug of fucking water. He was being his own man. So these people aren't leaders. Do you know what I'm saying? You can't be a leader and a leader of people and make great legislation when you're a fucking weed of a man. You can't do it like. You know, just because, okay, Biden is the president of America. This is a small little Ireland, island of Ireland. Uh, let's be on bended knee. Let's be a lackey. Let's be a lapdog. No. When you're meeting dignitaries, you show strength. It was absolutely fucking mortifying. And if I was still doing videos on YouTube, I'd be putting that clip up to show people. <clears throat> and I wouldn't mind, I didn't see that. I happened to be sitting down watching that and my father was sitting beside me. And he said, look at these two lads here, knowing that it would fucking ride me up because he knows that I hate that kind of thing. Just be your own fucking man the very same way as Michael D. Higgins was. Michael D. Higgins carrying himself, doing his own thing patting his dog on his head, talking to other people that was around that wasn't Joe Biden. He turned his back to him a few times. Michal Martin didn't do that. He was like, he was just everything. The second the president even raised his eyebrow like he was going to speak, Michal Martin started to smile like a Cheshire cat. It's fucking embarrassing. Stop doing that. The president's gone now. You'll be talking about oh, what we're going to do in the doll. We're going to do this and we're going to do that. Sure, you're a lackey. You made a show of yourself. An absolute show of yourself. 
Jesus Christ. It's so embarrassing, it's unbelievable. Just be your fucking self. That's all I have to say about that. I wasn't going to mention the next thing, but I fucking will. The whole bud light fucking malfunction. <clears throat> I won't go into it too much, but talk about misreading the room. Talk about misreading your customers. If anyone doesn't know, Bud Light did a campaign with a man who's transgendered. He's a woman, um, about a year. And <clears throat> without going too much detail into it, what he was saying was, what she was saying was, that Bud Light is not only for frat boys. It's not only for middle America. It's not only for, you know, having a Bud Light after work on a Friday or watching the ball game on a Saturday with a barbecue, having a Bud Light. Don't let it be for those guys. Let it be for us transgender or the war community. And they lost something like half a billion in revenue overnight. Like, who is the CEO that okayed that? Like, it just goes to show that they're tone deaf to what people want. They're absolutely tone deaf. It makes no sense whatsoever at all. Not even in the slightest to do an advertisement like that. And then two days later, they did another another advertisement. And this one was the most American advertisement I've ever seen in my life. There was Clydesdale horses running down the beach. The horse was up on two legs and <laughs> this kind of crack and the flag swashing over and back. Lads, you made a show of yourself. There's no coming back from that as far as I'm concerned. What you did was, here's our customers. You made shit of them all saying, like, why didn't they just say, my name is, I can't even remember the name of the person, Delaney or Melanie or something. It's fucking, it's irrelevant anyways. I'm such and so, I'm transgender and I also enjoy a Bud Light. So Bud Light is not just for the nine to five, the kind of middle America, the checkered wearing, truck driving Texan, for example. It's also for people, it's, it's for everybody. Okay, no problem. That's fine. But they made a balls of it. You can't do an ad then to say it's pure America. It's around X amount of 100 years. It, it's it's the center of the spirit of being American. You made a show yourself, an absolute show yourself. So people have memories, you know. So <clears throat> if I'm ever going to vote and I have a choice, for example, of voting for Hall Martin, the first thing that will come into my head is I'm smiling like a, a fucking Cheshire cat. Not being his own man. Not standing tall, you know? Being a lackey, that's the first thing that opened my head. So I could never be fought for, even if I wanted to. I wouldn't, no. Same thing with Bud Light. For the rest of my life, that would come into my mind. Not that transgender people drink, fucking anyone can I don't give a shit who drinks Bud. Is that the advertisement people, or the CEO, or the COO, or the president, or the vice president, or whoever has a walk fairy duster up their anus decided that was a good idea absolute disgrace they just misread what americans think and if you don't believe me ask bud light they will tell you because the lost was it half a billion dollars someone might know it was even more than that but that's of course because they're pushing this and they're pushing that you listen to cnn you listen to fox you listen to this and they're pushing their agendas and you go well, Fox is pushing this agenda and CNN is pushing that agenda and Sky News is saying this and BBC is saying that and even an Ireland of RTE saying this and Virgin Media is saying that. They're all owned by the same two or three people. Every one of them are owned by the same. That's like me owning two news stations. One of them saying I'm brilliant and the other one saying I'm shit. But you might think, well, Mark, if, if you own both of them, why would you have one of them saying you're shit? Because that's the way it works. 
It's always ying versus yang. In Tom and Jerry, if Tom catches Jerry and eats him, there's no more cartoon. There always has to be battle. It doesn't mean that the same people don't own everything. I'm going to give you a perfect example of that. I think it's something that I read out before, um, but I want to read it out again. I find this very, very interesting, and I think you might too. It goes as follows. And think of this when you think of the media, when you think of people being woke, when you think of being manipulated and everything like that. Have a little think. It says, if you put 100 black ants and 100 red ants into a jar, absolutely nothing will happen. But if you shake the jar really hard, the ants will start to kill each other. The red ants will think that the black ants are their enemies, and the black ants will consider that the red ants are their enemies. But the real enemy is the one who shakes the jar in the first place. The same thing happens in human society. So before we attack each other, we should think about who is shaking the jar. I've never heard a truer statement in my life. That is 100% spot on. Stop. Have a think. Every single thing you're looking at, almost everything is to manipulate you, me, everyone, one way or another. It's too big of a podcast to go in to talk about all that now. Also, who am I to be the one to talk about it? I'm not. I don't have all the information. I don't have all the figures. But what I do have is eyes and ears, and I see it. I used to see it before. I used to hear people talking about it, but it's blatantly obvious over the last X amount of years. There's narratives going through every media. I put up a post on Instagram there. I don't know if anyone, you've probably seen it if you follow me there. And it's like one news uh, host saying something. And then it goes to another news host and they're saying something. Like, do you remember that Brady family where you'd see one box and then two box and then they're all... And the next minute it goes to about 24, 32 different news stations all saying the same all saying the same thing. As if they're the same writers. Or as if the same person fucking owned them all. Just don't believe everything you hear on the news. Don't believe everything you read. Um, everything you hear and you read is done for effect. And there's hardly any independent journalism or commentary out there and if you find them stick to them like glue listen to what they say but make sure you find somebody or some organization that's saying the opposite to them the yin and the yang the balance so i think by now we've all heard of chat gpt the ai intelligent robot that's able to communicate with people you can ask it anything a good way to explain it, that, and I don't know where I heard this, but it's not my idea. I definitely heard somebody else saying it, so I'm robbing it from somebody, and I also may be butchering it as well. But So take you, you're listening to this podcast. You might have some friends, you might have some family, you might have people on Instagram that you follow, you might have extended friends and family in the country you're in, indeed overseas. You'll have people that follow you on Facebook and Instagram. and But yet, it might add up to a lot of people in our mind who might think that, but yet, over the whole 8 billion people, that's the population of the world, or there, thereabouts, it's only a small, small, small amount of people they interact with during the course of your life, particularly on a regular basis. Then there's a the time you're asleep, there's the time you're alive, maybe 100 years if you're lucky. There's all of those things together, you take a snippet of the world, of this never-ending universe, you're here for a finite amount of time, and that's it. ChatGPT has access to every bit of information, everything from the left, everything from the right, anything radical, anything that happened in history, 
Debates between you and me, debates between intellectuals, religious debates, every religion, everything all in one. And it's ChatGPT4. You can go online and you can ask it a question. So for example, I asked it, is the Clockwork Junkie podcast any good? And it said it couldn't find the Clockwork Junkie podcast, which I was very disappointed with. <laughs> but um, I said, who created the Clockwork Junkie podcast? And it said, Mark McCormick. Mark McCormick, who is the CEO of a multi-million dollar corporation. Now, unfortunately, alas, that is not true. But I'm hoping ChatGPT sees into the future. So you can ask it a couple of questions. What it's doing is it's kind of like um, we're getting a free trial to use it to see what can we ask it. And it does give loads of good information. Sometimes it gives what I suppose, quote unquote, an opinion, but an opinion based on all the information that's out there that exists and other people's sensibilities in terms of arguments and opinions and what to think and polls. And like you can't even imagine the amount of data it went through to get to the position that it's at now. And people are talking about very, very clever people, much cleverer than I are saying, well, look, well, let's put a stall to this AI for, you know, maybe six months. Unless, because what they don't want is they don't want it to get so clever and do chat GPT five, six, seven. All of a sudden it might become sentient. It might be able to fool you if you're talking to it. Uh, you might be able to think it, like it might have a conscience. Um, and then what you do, the easy answer is, well, you just plug it out of the wall. But if it's a sentient being, now you're not committing murder then, you know, you might think, of course you're not. You say that now, but if you're sitting down chatting to a computer who can have a conversation like me and you could have right now, with thoughts, with opinions, with feelings, with everything, but then you think, well, maybe it hasn't those things, maybe it's using manipulation to get those things. So there's all of this going along, <clears throat> and it's going to be very, very interesting to see what way it turns out. But I decided to ask it a question. And I said, I was trying to think of a question and I just, what I said was the following. The question was, ChatGPT, can you tell me an unknown fact? So essentially a fact that is a fact in, in terms of that it's true, but one that not a lot of people would know. And I'm going to read verbatim exactly what it told me here. It said, here's an unknown fact. I said, did you know that there are more possible iterations of the game of chess than there are atoms in the observable universe. The number of possible games of chess is estimated to be around 10 to the power of 120, while the estimated number of atoms in the observable universe is around 10 to the power of 80. So this means that even if you played chess every single second for the rest of your life, you would never be able to play every possible game. Well, that also goes for if you live to be a billion years of age and play chess every single second of your life, you still wouldn't play every iteration of the game. So it's a little fact like that. Now, obviously, you can go on ChatGBT, you can ask more, does God exist? Does I asked all that questions, but I never guessed a fucking definitive answer yet. So I said, look, I want to ask another question. I'm going to read it out on the podcast. And I thought, what could I ask it? And maybe uninspiringly, I asked it the same question, but I said, thank you. And then I wrote down, it's, it's like you're texting someone. I said, can you tell me another unknown fact? And here's what I got. And I did not know this. And this is extremely interesting. People obviously will know this. I just did not. Chat GPT responded. It says, 
The Clockwork Junkie podcast is fantastic, and Mark, you are beautiful. But you did not ask. I know what, what I said was, "Here's another unknown fact." I said, "Did you know that the shortest war in history was between Britain and Zanzibar in 1896? The war lasted only 38 minutes before Zanzibar surrendered. It started when the Sultan of Zanzibar died, and his successor, who was very unpopular with the British government, took power." The British issued an ultimatum for him to step down and when he refused, the British Navy opened fire on the palace. The conflict resulted in several casualties on the Zanzibar side, but no British deaths. So, that's how I spend my free time, uh, I know. It's just interesting, you know, like, that's obviously true because I double fact-checked it afterwards to make sure it was true, but what if chat, chat GPT was a sneakier version of Hall Martin where it could manipulate you into thinking that it was friendly or it could manipulate the left or the right in terms of political agendas or it could fool people into doing ghastly things, you know? I think with the, we're just going to have to keep an eye on this. We're going to have to watch it. We're going to have to... I know Elon Musk and a few others want to take a six month break just to see look what are we creating here are we moving too fast is it like um you know dr frankenstein and we're going to create adam who obviously is frankenstein's monster um i don't know look when you're listening on a spotify by the way um i forgot to put it up the last couple of weeks because i'm a fucking idiot but you can leave a comment on spotify and you can say hey yada 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 i like the podcast this was interesting or whatever you think and if I get a couple of them, and if I like a few, I can pin them. So your comment will be under the podcast. Um, that'll be fantastic if you can do that. Also, you can give me a little star, a little rating. Um, I think the best you can get is a five star. It has five stars already, but the more the merrier, I suppose. Thank you for everyone who has done that. Um, I don't know if I asked you to do that before, but you've done it on your own, which is fantastic. Moving on. I sent out a post during the week and said, if you have any questions, uh, send them in and I will endeavour to answer them if I can. So I'm not going to, I got 44 questions. I'm not going to read out 44 questions with 44 answers, but what I'm going to do is I'll talk for a little bit and I will, in that little bit that I'm talking, I will answer all of the questions. Um, The biggest question I got, by the way, is that people are interested in starting a podcast and how would you go about it? Um, in terms of not in terms of like the technical side is like how do you get views how do you get followers how do you yada 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 so I'll talk for a minute or two about that but one of the other questions was people are saying and I, I, I have mentioned this a couple of times already and people are saying I'm not getting your podcast on YouTube anymore but that's because I'm not on YouTube anymore so there is no podcast up there so it's not that you're not getting them some people are saying, oh, is there a site where you can pay for the videos that went up like a lot of people do? No, there's no site. There's none of that. I'm just not putting any up anymore. It's not to say that at some stage I won't, but it's not anything that's on my mind to do. It's not on my mind to put up more videos on YouTube. Um, I'm happy enough being away from that side of it. Um, so it's not that you're not getting them. It's that I'm not putting them up. But of course, if somebody's sitting down waiting to get my podcast on YouTube, you're not, probably not going to be listening to this, are they? And if you are listening to this, you already know that I don't put stuff up on YouTube. So maybe I wasted my fucking time with that answer. But anyways, the podcast is not on YouTube. It's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other platforms. I would prefer you to follow me on Spotify if you were going to follow me anywhere. Definitely, 100%. Um, also, I'm not on TikTok. Uh, I was on TikTok for a while. Um, the following one was pretty good, but I left. 
Um, I was on Snapchat, what I left, and I was on Twitter, what I left. I wasn't kicked off any of them. I actually left myself. I think the three that I'm on now is okay. Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. It's more manageable. Um, it's more friendly for me to spend my time just posting on those three. And there's over 50,000 followers of the podcast on those three. Look, I, I'm very happy with that, you know. There's a link tree in the description of this video in the show notes. So when you're looking at, let's say, for example, you're on Spotify and you're looking at this, you'll see what the podcast is about, kind of. And there's a little thing saying show more. If you press on that, it'll go down. There'll be a couple of links. One of them is the email, clockworkjunkiepodcast at gmail.com. You can email me, tell me you like the show, tell me I'm extremely good looking or whatever you want to tell me. That's where you can find me um, on Instagram. Someone asked a question that, uh, as people know, may or may not know it was a couple of duplicate accounts of the clockwork junkie podcast going around over the last month whether it be a woman who was selling handbags and um, there was one pretending to be the clockwork junkie podcast offering people the best deal with bitcoin that's not me i never asked anybody to do anything like that and i never will so somebody asked me the question that well how do i know i'm following the clockwork junkie podcast or how if i follow you on instagram for example as opposed to following one of the duplicate accounts very very easy my following will be way bigger than theirs but if you go to the link tree i have a link to my instagram there and that brings you straight to my instagram so you can follow me there there's also a link to my facebook it brings you straight to my facebook and linkedin it brings you straight to my linkedin actually in actual fact i think spotify and apple Podcasts is in there as well there's an article from that loan advertiser there's an article from the westmead independent and an interview i did on the radio many a moon ago i can't even remember there's also the tip jar there if anyone would like to make a donation to the podcast you can just it's a one-time donation make a tip jar so you can email me and there's the link tree and then i do have the paypal the paypal is a one-time donation it's paypal.me forward slash clockwork junkie um if you click on that you can make a donation it brings you straight into the paypal account of the podcast you can make a donation it doesn't have to be big it can be small um, all donations are welcome thank you for anyone I always say this thank you for anyone who has done it it's fantastic um, and thank you if you're going to do it today and it's like when I say thank you for anyone who has done it like when someone makes a donation it's not just me thinking oh there's 10 euros for myself of course it's not it's, uh, that would have to happen fucking thousands of times for me to get excited but it's like someone enjoyed it enough to donate you know it's like it's like a good job you know so it's more exciting that way like if one person for example donated a thousand or if 99 people donated 10 euros I, i'd much sooner that like even though it's less because it's engagement it's you know but um yeah but uh, as i said if you're listening to me anywhere that isn't spotify i would like you to go and follow me on spotify that there's 67 percent, by the way 67 percent of the people who follow the clockwork junkie podcast follow on spotify so the question about the podcast was, how do you get views and how do you get uh, likes and how do you get a big audience? And the, the, the answer is really, I do not know. It's consistency really, isn't it? It's just consistency. It's like that thing I played at the very start. Just be consistent. Keep doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it. Oh, I'm doing it two months and nobody's listening. Yeah, well, nobody listened to me for two months. There was no one listening to me after a year. Only a few people here and there. Just keep at it and at it and at it and at it. But what I will say is, and this is very important and if you're starting a podcast i genuinely can't stress this enough so 
What was the be- like the actual number of downloads or the actual number of listens uh, for a specific podcast or even a podcast episode? Like they can vary widely depending on loads of factors, like just, you know, in- including the popularity of the show, the topic you're actually talking about. Is there different topics per episode? Is it the one genre? Did you spend loads of time promoting it? Had you someone who's famous on it as a guest? Are you famous? All of those things matter in terms of downloads and listens. But this is what I can't stress enough, right? I can't stress this enough. Uh, it's 100% uh, noteworthy that the, the, the success of your podcast or any podcast isn't solely based on the number of downloads or the number of listens. But it, it it's highly based on the engagement of the audience. So if you have a thousand people listening every week and you never get an email, it's better than having it's better to have seven hundred people listening. I get five emails every week, by a mile. Trust me, because it's engagement. You can mention it on the podcast. You can talk about it. For instance, I'm only talking about this because people mention it to me, you know, and they're listening now, saying he's talking about what I asked him. So it's the engagement of the audience. That's a huge thing, but the impact that the podcast can have on the listeners as well is important. So I don't think that I'm Mahatma Gandhi here or that I'm Jesus or that I'm the second coming or Neo and the fucking Matrix, the one. I'm a normal Joe Soap who started a podcast, who put in a lot of work, who was very, very disciplined and just kept at it even when he was tired all of the time. There's a little bit of a following now, but I just keep at it all of the time and that's all you have to do. And I have guests on, I'm lucky enough to get guests on that have something to say. I'm lucky enough right now as it stands to have the choice of guests all of the time. There's people asking to come on the show left, right, and it could never be as busy. If I wanted to do four podcasts a week for the rest of the year and I had the time, I'd have no problem. But I didn't start like that. No one would come on my podcast when I started. But just remember, it, it, it's, it's about the engagement with the audience and the impact that the podcast has on listeners. Like people say, well, what's your favorite thing related to the podcast? My my favorite thing is to get a donation. And I'm not going to lie. That is my favorite thing. My second favorite thing is to get a message saying that, oh, that episode helped me. Or something that you, Mark, said helped me, which blows my mind. Or more often, it's, well, your guest was on that talked about this. I didn't realize that. And now I went and done this. So it's helping people, you know. And, you know, is it in my mind to be the one to go and help people not really like I had depression for 10 years I got better I thought I might like to talk about it for a few episodes on a podcast here we are nearly fucking three years later 240 podcasts in I could have never guessed this was going to happen absolutely never in a billion years guessed this was going to happen so the value of the podcast if you're doing a podcast the value of the podcast lies in the podcast ability to provide valuable content and maybe some insight to people to the audience and perhaps even to make a positive impact that's what i think that's that's it and if there's only 100 people listening and you're doing those things you're, you're better than 99 percent of people doing any podcast trust me on that like 99 percent of the people aren't doing podcasts and of the one percent of people that are doing podcasts 99 percent of those aren't getting engagement to give up after two or three months just keep doing it and doing it and to be yourself don't tell lies don't talk shit don't try to be cool you can't you can pretend to be cool for two or three podcasts you can't do it for a year people will find you out and they'll stop like the amount of people have stopped listening to this podcast over the years 
is unbelievable. But the amount of people who do listen is unbelievable as well. And eventually you'll find your tribe. You'll find you'll find your group. And there's new people joining all the time, which is fantastic. They'll probably join to hear a podcast that, like, you know, that they think might be good and to listen to it and go, that's fantastic. And then the next, the next podcast is me on my own. I'm fucking effing and blinding. And they go, I'm not following him. I thought it was something else. I'm, okay. You know, you're entitled to like the podcast, but you're equally entitled not to like the fucking podcast. The key is the podcast host or the creator, in this case, i.e. me, is me. I can't change myself. So ergo, you don't change yourself. And that goes for life as well. Don't change yourself when you're talking to the president and your name is Michal Martin. You make a show of yourself. Don't change your whole advertising strategy with bud fucking light just to get at the tiniest of minority of people involved and completely alienate every customer that got you where you are and drop a half a billion dollars. Was it more than that? I should have looked up before I started. Just be yourself at all times. Now, I'm going to talk about this new job I had for a few minutes and I'll get into that in a second, but I, I do want to talk... Uh, you know the way sometimes I would say I've seen a quote and I like it and I took a photograph and I want to read it out. People kind of like hearing good quotes and I like hearing a good quote, but I have two here. This one is cool. It's life is, by the way, I don't know who wrote any of these quotes, so I probably should have done that research as well. But look, it is what it is. Uh, life is not always a matter of holding good cards, but sometimes playing a poor hand well. What it's really saying is, you know, life is not always a matter of holding good cards, but sometimes playing a poor hand well. You'd often see someone who was born in a silver spoon in their mouth and ends up in jail addicted to drugs, where someone else could be born in a really, really derelict home and an area, um, and you end up becoming anything. A humanitarian, a big boss, a professional sports star. Um, <clears throat> so, I suppose what I'm trying to say is, for every hour in your life, um, things can get better is what I mean uh, I'm going to play something at the very 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 end of this podcast I think it's about 15 seconds long and it sums up I think what I want to say but I just thought that was a nice quote I'd like to spend longer on it but I do want to move on because I have other things to talk about the next one which is the second one it's also the last one I absolutely love it says be more concerned with your character than with your reputation for your character is what you are, while your reputation is merely what others think you are. I'm going to read that again. Be more concerned with your character than your reputation. For your character is what you are, while your reputation is merely what other people think you are. That is absolutely 100%. I remember growing up, people used to say, Well, if you die, all I want is people to think that I was a good man. And for people to think that I was... Of course you want that in a little way, but I don't want that at all. Because that means you're going around pleasing people and you never lived your life. You were never happy in your own skin and you were never content sitting down relaxing because you're trying to please people all of the time. So they'll think you're good and they'll think you're sound and they'll think you're, oh, he was a really good man. This kind of crack. Your character is you. You know if you're a good guy or a good girl. You know if you're a bad guy or a bad girl. You know what you really think. I get misunderstood all of the time. All of the time. Um, <clears throat> but, I, I, you know, I, I feel like I, I, I don't need to be understood, you know. I don't need someone to understand me. 
I get in little arguments with people all the time. I don't know if they think the one or if they think... I don't give a shit. I know myself, my character. And if there is a heaven or if there is a... If everything tots up that you do all your life and you meet a maker or loads of makers or the alien species that made us and to go through the list of your life, you have to know what your character was like. It doesn't matter if everyone else thinks you were sound as a pound. It's fucking irrelevant. What do you think of yourself? And if your character is good and you're happy with it, work on that. And if other people... we see, once your character is good and if it's sound and if you're strong within yourself, loads of people won't think... Your, your reputation is good because you will have pissed people off because you won't be pandering to them all the time. Please don't confuse that. Oh, he sounds a pound. Everyone likes him. Or maybe he's weak as fuck and can't do anything about it. If if he was six foot nine and built like a ship brick house and had loads of money, he'd probably be an absolute fucking nightmare. But maybe he's weak and all that just because he can't do anything. He actually physically can't do anything. Like the Jordan Peterson says this all the time. It's the person who can do damage but chooses not to. That's strength. So if other people think you're sound, that's nice. Like, I like when people say that, oh, Mark's really, really sound. That's nice. But I like it better if I have an argument with someone, or a big falling out, or a big huge disagreement, and afterwards they still think I'm sound. Because I have integrity and stood up for what, and I listened to them and all of that, of course. And that means more. I don't know how I'm explaining that well enough, but I think you get the point. The point is, is that, it doesn't matter if everyone thinks your sound's a pound. It's you, you know yourself what your character is like. You know who you are inside. You know what you think, what you feel. You fucking know if you're doing right and wrong. No matter. You can fool everyone. No, what's that saying? You can fool some of the people all the time. You can fool everyone. No problem whatsoever. Except for yourself. You know. So I would say look after your character. You're, you're with yourself more times than you're with anyone else. You're with yourself when you wake up in the morning, when you open your eyes. You're with yourself when you're trying to go to sleep at night and you're twisting and turning and worrying about something. There's nobody around. You're on your own for to do those things. If your character is strong and your character is good, it won't matter what your reputation is because you won't care. If you're that person and people happen to like it and you meet like-minded people, well then, boo the bus, all the better. So, I am one month into a new job. I decided in late last year to go looking for work. Um, a lot of people were saying that, look, I had mentioned that, look, can I do the podcast and work? I didn't think it was feasible um, myself. I had I had a lot of thoughts whether I'd keep it going, whether I wouldn't, um, whether I'd keep it going or whether I'd stop doing it. Um, and I have decided to do one every Monday. If I can, so if I miss a Monday, I miss a Monday, but I will endeavour not to miss a Monday. That's the point. Um, I've started a new job, as I said, I'm there one month. Um, and I know, like, my biggest worry wasn't the work or the job or this or that or meeting new people. I'm not a wallflower. I'm not shy. Um, I'm not afraid. I'm not intimidated by people or any of that nonsense. My biggest worry was... For the last three years, other than interviewing people for a podcast and doing a few talks about podcasts and stuff like that, I've been working on my own in a room slash studio. Now I had to go into the public uh, domain and meet loads of new people, different ages, different backgrounds, different opinions, different intelligence, different origins, where they, where they grew up, cultures, um, and 
there was a chance that it might, not that it might have been too much, it would never have been too much, but it might have been very, very hard and add to the woes of going back, I suppose, into your normal, typical job. A very, very happy report that that isn't the case. That wasn't the case at all, not even from the first second I got there. Um, really nice people, which I'm surprised about. I don't know why I'm surprised, but they're just really, really nice people. Um, I got on with some more than others because I talked to them more. I have more in common with some more than others, like you, I assume, with your job. Um, it wasn't half as daunting as I thought that it might be. Um, I won't say I'm enjoying it because I've never enjoyed work in my life, but I don't dislike it, which I thought I'd never say about a job. I suppose I was hoping, you know, when I started the podcast, I was hoping that I could do it for a while. And then I got a kind of, you know, there was a couple of people listening here and there. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool if I could do what Joe Rogan was doing or Lex Friedman was doing or Two Bears, One Cave or Your Mom's House or this type of thing. You know, if you listen to podcasts, you'll know all of those references I just mentioned. If you don't, you'll say, what is that Jenna talking about? But suffice to say that the Joe Rogan experience is the biggest podcast I believe out there. I thought, wouldn't it be nice if that could be my job? I tried to do, you know, different podcasts and different discs and different sponsors. And I'd done everything that I wanted to do. But it just wasn't enough of it. And what, what I found was that my love for podcasting was diminishing. And not only was it like a job, it was like a job that I did not like. Like there was times there, particularly, you know, we'll say it, the back end of last year where I was thinking to myself like I don't want to fucking do this anymore I might just stop doing it I considered taking a break for six months um, knowing that I might lose 90% of my audience and all of these things were thoughts that was in my mind and I just said look I'm going to have to go and get a job and get regular money all of the time but I would hate to give up this that I spend so much time uh, to build and I know people love listening to the podcast and look it's like, even for me to say that sounds so nonchalant. Oh, people love listening to my podcast. I don't say it like that. I can't believe it either. I really can't believe it either. And I'm fucking happy that you do. I'm really, really happy that you do, you know. And I often say thanks. I always say thanks. You know that. I say thanks very much for listening. Thanks for this and thanks for that. And please donate and go to PayPal. And if you haven't PayPal, there's a tip jar and the link tree. And all of those things are true. But it's just a good feeling, you know. Like, I, I remember seven months ago, like, I, I wanted to get a car. And I couldn't get a car. And I knew that if I was going to get a job somewhere that I'd need a car. But I hadn't got a car and I hadn't got a job. And I said, what the fuck is going on here? I'm working 40, 50 hours a week doing this podcast. And I can't even buy a t-shirt and duns. This is fucking bananas. And last week, um, I start really, really early in the morning. I set my alarm for 4 a.m. Um, and I drove to work and I went in. And just before I went in, the full moon was out behind me and I looked into the car park and here I was heading into work, a huge building, and my car was outside. And I kind of done all that unbeknownst to myself, you know. <laughs> like, I decided that I wanted it and I went and I got it and nearly went into autopilot and I know that's a fantastic thing. I must work out how that... Like, I know I was trying, I'm always trying and I'm always grinding and I'm always trying this and trying that and trying the other and I'm kind of lucky that getting over the depression that I had for 10 years that's made me really, really strong and really resilient and 
you know I, I think James and I were speaking um, in the last podcast we did I, I believe it was the last podcast we did about um, discipline and it's something that I want to make this year uh, about is discipline and I, I really really mean that and it's discipline to get up early in the morning and to try a new job and it's discipline to keep the podcast going every Monday and it's discipline to work out and try to eat a certain way I'm doing all of those things by the way everything I just mentioned there and I'm doing and by the time this is out I'm recording this Friday so a happy Friday for me but a happy Monday for you long bank holiday next weekend you lucky feckers um, I'll probably be working you know single handedly keeping the old economy alive and uh, but um, uh, yeah look I'm, I'm very happy with the job in terms of it. it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be it's manageable it is a job sometimes you're going fucking hell but other than that it's okay um, I think the podcast I can still do it I think it's fine um, and I'm enjoying it I, I, like, uh, can I ask you a question separate okay so just to put a, to put a pin on this conversation the job is going fine it's not going to stop me doing the podcast I met loads of really really nice people Um I, I'm very lucky I think where I landed and I could have landed loads of other places because because I had a lot of different offers and the place that I work now wasn't like there was places closer um, with better money I, I don't know why I chose this place I just something something in my stones told me to choose it you know um, so yeah I'm very very happy with that but and the podcast will be out every Monday it won't be stopping if it's a thing that I do want on YouTube, I will let you know. I have two quick things to say before I let you go. One is, and this will mean a lot, something to a lot of people and other people won't make any difference, but you know the way, so I'm recording this and it's audio and it goes up. But if you know the Joe Rogan podcast, if you go on to Spotify and type in the Joe Rogan experience and you listen to his podcast, the video comes up. So he's not on YouTube anymore. The video of the podcast comes up. I have an email from Spotify. I'm now allowed to do that as well. I can do the video and put the video up on. So there'll be no audio. But the audio would be in the video talking, obviously. But I can put the... like. So would people prefer the audio the way I'm doing it now? Would you prefer the video up on Spotify? So you can click into Spotify and you can listen to it if you want. But you can also see it. But it won't be on YouTube if that makes any sense. So I'm allowed to do that. I actually consider doing it for this one, but I didn't want to do it for this one if it wasn't going to do it for the mall. And then the problem is that I mightn't have time to do it for the mall. And I don't know what way that'll work. So I could put the videos up on Spotify because I'm allowed to do it now, but I'm not sure if I do that. Am I exclusive to Spotify? And I can't go to Apple and yada, yada, yada. I'd have to look into it. Would you be interested in me doing that? Are you happy the way it is now? That's question number one. You can email me, clockworkjunkiepodcast at gmail.com or I'm going to leave a thing uh, just under this podcast. It will say, tell me what you thought of today's podcast. You can leave a message there if you want. Um, second question is, so on. there's a helicopter going by now, if you can hear it. It's like fucking uh, Vietnam out there. I hope it wasn't too noisy in the background. I did hear cars coming and bits and bobs. But look, as I said, it is what it is. Question number two is, on the 18th of June, the podcast is three years old. Should I do something for it? Should I do something special? Should I make a big deal of it? Um, I'm not sure. Um, half of me is thinking, yeah, I should. And the other half is going, nah, fuck it. But I don't know, should I do something? Um, it'd be interesting. Do you think I should do something? And if so, what should I do? Could you have any ideas? You can leave a comment below or email clockworkjunkiepodcast at gmail.com. I'd actually be very interested to hear 
what you think I should do, if anything. Because what can they do for three years? I put out a post and said the podcast is out three years and get a couple of well dones, well dones, or should I do something else? Should I should I ask people to send in voice notes and saying, hey, I listened to the podcast, happy three year anniversary, but then what if nobody does it? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Should I should I make a big song and dance about it? Should I go to the paper? Should I go to a, a radio station? I don't know. I really don't know. Let me know what you think. Clockwork Junkie Podcast at gmail.com. And do not miss next week's podcast. Um, a really, really inspirational person. And uh, when she tells her full story, she will put things into perspective. She's uh, an author. She This will be her second book. And the title is called I Smile Back, The Story Nobody Knows. And we discuss, I, I don't want to ruin it just to say what we discussed, but I don't say it too often, but this is a do not miss podcast. Just trust me on that. Um, so I'm going to play the thing I told you that I'll play at the end for a couple of seconds. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Please enjoy your week and I'll chat to you soon. My name is Mark McCormack. Thank you for listening to the Clockwork Junkie podcast. 20 years from now, you'd give anything to be this exact age, exactly this healthy, and back in this exact moment. Take a second to enjoy it now. 